This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're almost superstars. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Sponsorship is with Halton Honda and with Forever. Couldn't be more grateful to them. As well, following the live show later this afternoon, you can find the podcast link as you can every Friday following the live show on C-Suite Radio Network. And I just say once again, I can't be more uh, expressive in my gratitude towards all of you. We can't do this in a vacuum. You've been very phenomenal in your supporting with me, your downloads, your sharing uh, the content of all the shows with all my phenomenal guests of each week. Uh, listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. I also want to thank you for being now half a million podcast subscribers to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And I want to thank my guest of today. My guest today is Louise Reed. So who is Louise? Well, what I can tell you about Louise is that with over 15 years experience working in human resources, diversity and inclusion, and coaching, Louise is a living example of taking brave, bold, and fearless action to align passion with skill. Now running her own empowerment coaching practice, she helps high-achieving women to be unstoppable both personally and professionally. Applying a CPR, Connect, Prepare, Respond approach to resituating relationships, careers, and lives. Louise uniquely combines inspiration with connection and action. The result? A fulfilling, balanced, joyful, purposeful life. A transformed life. Louise's programs are for high-achieving women who desire more from their relationships, career, and life, and these women are ready to make it happen. Louise's big idea is that with clarity, confidence, commitment, and connection, women can and do go on to do amazing things and has seen clients go from burnt out and lost to unstoppable. Louise's unique approach provides the permission, platform, and process to allow this to happen. Prior to founding her own business, Louise received a Bachelor of Science from the University of Waterloo, a Diploma in Wellness and Lifestyle Management, and various certifications in coaching, facilitation, and personal personality assessment tools. In addition, Louise brings broad industry experience, having worked in a variety of sectors, utilities, aviation, pharmaceuticals, and high-tech. Finally, she is an expert in her field as an HR leader, coach, and facilitator. She has unique specialties in training and facilitation, leadership development and coaching, employee well-being, diversity and inclusion, and in building high-performance teams. Louise has a clear mission in life to empower women to not merely survive but to thrive and to do so with passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style, quote, of course, by Maya Angelou. So I want to welcome you to the show, Louise. That's quite a repertoire. How are you, our friend? 
Thank you so much. I'm fantastic. And thanks for having me on the show. Well, you know, when we connected behind the scenes, uh, you know, Vibe Attracts Tribe, there's no coincidences. I talk about alignment all the time. And I just want to say that when we had the opportunity to first initially connect on the phone, I was really taken aback by your energy, uh, our synergies, and I knew that that was going to resonate with the listening audience. Uh, so I just want to say what you're doing in this world in terms of paying it forward, being of service, and really tapping into what your own skill set is and knowing what your passions are, wow, what a gift you're giving to the rest of the world. So thank you from myself and on behalf of everybody else who I know is going to really tap into the yumminess that you share with us on uh, the live airwaves here. So Louise, I'm always interested initially in the inception of my guest journey. So when did you discover within yourself that you definitely had leadership capabilities, that this was something you definitely needed to hone and take to the masses, to the collective? So, I mean, so leadership was always within me. I didn't really identify that, though, until I had what I call a, a midlife awakening. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like to think of things as um, as a crisis or everything always has a, has a positive spin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I got to that that awakening, it, it awoke a lot in me, including, you know, reflecting on even certainly my, my childhood and leadership um, starts, leadership traits were evident there, you know, being a lifeguard and a swimming instructor and um, being very involved in a variety of different things. And, and, it, and, and it really started to show up in my professional life during this awakening when I thought, you know, I've been playing small. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, as, as you kind of alluded to, I do have a lot of energy and I'm very passionate and I was keeping that small. I was um, holding myself back really from being my truest self because I felt like, um, I was a bit, I was a bit too much for the world. Certainly, the world. <laughs> <laughs> that sound, I don't mean to sound arrogant there, but a bit in the context of what my world was. Um, and so, in 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 learning that about myself, and learning what I felt my strengths were, and absolutely where my passions were, I thought I, and, and the journey then that I went on in terms of um, how I could align my own passions and my skills and bring it, um, bring it to market, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, I really had to leverage the leadership skills that I had developed through the years, both, you know, right from when I was a child through my own profession and my professional experience. Um, and yeah, so I guess it really was that, that, you know, that 40 year old midlife awakening that helped solidify all of that coming together. Fantastic. Well, the reason why I chuckled there is because I love people who are on fire. I mean, I love people who have tapped into their self-awareness because, one, if you don't believe in yourself wholeheartedly, it's really hard to get people to buy into what your message is, what your branding is, uh, what it is that you apparently stand for, claim to stand for, profess to stand for. Uh, so the fact that, you know, you wholeheartedly believe in yourself and you get behind yourself, you know, that's what I love about you. And I say this regularly and consistently, whether it be on all my global platforms, whether it be in, in small, intimate circles of people who I really consider my most intimate of tribe. You know, you have to be your own hero. You have to be your own shiro. You have to be your own leader. And you have to be your own best friend. And I laughed because clearly you embody that. And mm-hmm. I, I and, and that resonates with me. Uh, people like yourself, myself, uh, that kind of shared energy, uh, people who really understand what it means to Hustle, people who really understand what it means to align with people who are, you know, like-hearted, like-souled, like-spirited. I mean, that's where things take off because that's the energy that you're emitting out into the universe. And I truly believe what you put out there is what comes back. 
right? I, I, I totally 100% believe that. And so when you made reference to the, uh, the words, um, awoke and awakening, I love that because there's a lot of people who are truly asleep at the switch. And so I would like for you, for the listening audience, Louise, if you can break that down, what does being awoken, what does being awake and what does awakening mean to you? If you can give some actual tangible examples, cite some examples of, of how you've woken up in your own life. Sure. Um, and then, and that's a really, it's a really great question. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to get to that point in your life, I think. Um, you know, I had, what, what, what got me there was I really felt like, and this is only in hindsight, you, you know, see this, you know, the, mm-hmm. the cliche hindsight's 2020. Um, you know, there were some things that happened in my life that were pretty devastating. And mm-hmm. I find, I felt like it was the universe continuing to like pile things onto me saying, you're still not listening. Yes. You're still not listening. You are still not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you posted something the other day. I, I happened to see it on LinkedIn, and it was a screenshot of a telephone call coming in. And as much as I love quotes, I'm I'm useless at remembering them. So it was said something like, "Your dreams are calling." Like yes, like that, right? And I felt like those experiences actually um, it, that that's those experiences got to me, got me to that point where my dreams were calling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if there are any runners out there listening, but you know, you hit the wall. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're a runner or have run before or do something physical, Lisa, where you, you know, you know, when you're like, you're at your max and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, that happened in my life. And I think we've all experienced things in our lives. You don't go through life unscathed. And it's what you do with those situations. Do you use those to sit for a moment and reflect what, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to make all of these things do define us. And are they going to define me in a positive way? And am I going to grow from this? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to get smaller from this? Is this going to make me go more inside myself? Or am I going to, to expand from this? And so that's what got me to that sort of awakening. That's what, what, that's when I awoke. You know, it really mm-hmm. took me getting slammed in the face. Um, so thanks to the universe for that. And I'm actually being serious. I'm not being facetious. Yes. You know? No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Um, and then really each day it's, so I feel awake by, um, so when my house is, I'm looking out at it right now, um, there's a forest that's just on the other side of the houses that, that are across the street from me. Mm-hmm. I, I look at those every single day when I'm driving out of my, of my house and I, um, and I'm grateful for them. That mm-hmm. to me is being awake. Um, in the mornings when I wake up and, you know, I've got my boys half time. When I'm awake in bed and I can hear their little pitter-patter downstairs or hear their laughter, that's Mm -hmm. being awake. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also for me being really clear on, you know, we're we're very good at doing things. I feel like we're human doings, not human beings. Mm -hmm. And once you decide to be a human being and experience and identify who who you are and who you want to be in this world instead of what you want to do in this world, everything changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you explain to the listening audience, you know, what as a result of you honing this solid mindset for yourself, and truly you do need to embody that, particularly when you're in this specific uh, industry niche market of being coach, being mentor, uh, helping facilitate other people. What has transpired in terms of you doing the work continuously on yourself and the trajectory of your journey? What are you seeing continuously show up for you in your life? 
Um, it's funny that the word and I'm, that just came to me, and I'm not even really quite sure what why um, is joy. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like I not feel I was sleepwalking through life for, and I know how many years it was. It was 24 years. Um, and when I when I awoke, I saw these other sleepwalking. And I, to me, it's it's women I see. That's what I that's what I'm sort of more um, I seem to be paying attention more tuned into, which is why mm-hmm. I focus on supporting women. And there's also another reason I really, uh, you know, um, want to be supporting um, women. Um, I've lost my train of thought. No, that that's okay. That's okay. So in terms of the trajectory of of your journey, you know, what is it that you have completely done in terms of being consciously aware to be able to recognize what is in fact showing up in your life what is showing up aside from joy in your life oh wow um you know um, opportunities it's 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 unbelievable when you know you put yourself out there like i i didn't know you lisa until you know a a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. um opportunities when you are open to them um, just abound and i feel like you know life is just starting for me Beautiful. And yeah, it, it's it's. I'm excited each day to start each day to mm-hmm. see to see what other amazing people will come into my life and what opportunities present themselves. So, um, I also, you know, I sent you a message earlier in the week about someone contacted me about um, starting a weekly talk radio show. I didn't. Mm-hmm. What? You know, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't something that I. I planned to do, and this is where I'm talking about when you be who you want to be in the world. Yes. Then these things they um, they do they do find you. Absolutely, they do. And the other thing that I talk that's a good segue into this particular uh, subject matter, and I've expressed this because I wholeheartedly believe in it. And you know, I don't know what lit new listeners are joining us today. So you know, how do we learn repetition? Repetition. So when people question, you know, so let me just back it, scale it back a bit. So when we're going forward and we proclaim within ourselves and we believe it with every fiber of our being, this is what I want, this is what I'm committed to, this is what I'm going to go to the wall for. When people then say as a result of that feeling that they're doing all the right things, taking all the right steps, immersing themselves with all the right yummy people – why then sometimes does it seem like it's harder or why does it seem like I'm getting additional roadblocks? For me, how I respond to that and truly how I choose to perceive that, because again, how we look at things is an attitudinal choice. Mm-hmm. And so I look upon that as the universe will test you and question you to the degree how much do you actually emphatically, definitively, 100% wholeheartedly want this and believe in this. And only to the degree that you can really honestly say within yourself, with everything, with every fiber of my being, do you then push through the so-called walls, the so-called roadblocks, the so-called whatever it is that you are looking upon or feeling is an obstruction at that point in time for your momentous uh, progress. And so when you prove to yourself, therefore, hence proving to the universe, I am in this to win this. I am in this like 100%, 150%. 
then the universe responds accordingly. And that's where you start to momentously make those additional steps, traction, alignment, uh, opportunities for partnership and collaboration then continuously show up. So I don't look upon the roadblocks as a negative, and I'm sure as a coach and a mentor, you don't either, Louise. It's, it's more about this is the universe asking you, how much do you really want this? Because everything in life is a test. Absolutely. Everything. I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I think you and I could like talk nonstop for a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just to, you know, to add on to what you said, I, I say to many people, your desire has to be greater than your fear. Yes. Absolutely. And the one thing that I'm going to backpedal here because you said this and I th- think this is really key and I want to press upon this with the listening audience. You said, that, you know, in terms of you being at this point of awakening, you know, this has been 24 year journey for you to get to this point. And I think this is really important because when people, you know, listen to the guests that I showcase, people think, oh my God, you know, like I don't have what they have. I'm not who they are. You know, these people are either born with a silver spoon in their mouth or they have some kind of special ingredient that I somehow missed in the genes or uh, at birth in the beginning of my journey here. Absolutely not true. People who we would recognize or consider to be an overnight success, it's not over. People don't see behind the scenes what people like you and myself go through consistently in terms of, you know, the delays and, um, you know, the things that will will test us and throw us off our game, the things that don't go according to plan, maybe because we're reliant to a certain degree on third-party people to make things happen and not everybody shares in our work ethic or our prioritizing or, or has adopted the mindset that we do where we want to continually bang stuff out and, and, and constantly, uh, you know, prove to ourselves that we are committed to being the best, most improved version of ourselves every day. So I think it's really important for the listening audience who are tuning in and going, well, I don't know how to do what Louise is doing. And it doesn't have to be, we're not looking for people to clone us. We're not looking for people to copycat what we're doing. We're saying whatever you're passionate about, whatever you feel a calling to do, whatever you've identified as being your purpose in this world, um, you know, get very clear on that. Get exceptionally clear on that and do everything that you need to do to get yourself on the trajectory of what you proclaim is being fundamentally important for you and going forward with the rest of your journey. So, you know, the fact that you said 24 years, please take heed of that, listeners. And I hope that while you're listening, you've also got paper and pen and take notes because Louise has a lot of uh, phenomenal things in which to impart with you guys today. Uh, here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. So, Louise, why don't we talk a little bit about maybe what some of your daily proclamations or your daily regimen or your mantras or, uh, you know, what you do and incorporate into your daily routine that keeps you on the straight and narrow with being the best version of you? Well, something that I, I mean, that's a great question, and I think that's always something that um, that doesn't come easy either. Like, that's mm-hmm. a choice. That's it. It's a daily choice because that's what I want in my life. That's who I want to be showing up as in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so exercise, not surprisingly, is a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what what I get like uh, when I let that slip. Um, And that's not and that's not a healthy place for me to be. If I need I know my special ingredient. You talked about there being a special ingredient a moment ago and there really isn't one. But I kind of think that there is. And my special ingredient is that positive growth mindset. And in order for me to keep that positive growth mindset, there are a few things that have to happen. So it is I eat clean. Um, 
uh, but I do like, you know, I will still indulge in a glass of wine. I'll Prosecco particularly. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite. That's my go-to. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, it's eating clean, exercising, and I do get a lot of inspiration from quotes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, um, you know, I, I, I read quotes all the time. I am constantly reading. If you looked at my desk right now, I've got some books in front of, um, in front of, sorry, behind my computer, um, between my computer and my, and my window. And it's getting so high, it's going to block my view outside shortly. So I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, so that when I look at the spines of my, of the books facing me, like mm. these being in my space all the time, help yes. to create and make, you know, maintain that, that subconscious stuff. So I'm looking at the spines. You are a badass at making money. Love it. Um, got it. <laughs> oh, don't you love her? Yes. I think you should have Jen on your show. Well, don't, don't think I haven't been trying. These things don't happen. <laughs> Again, example to the listening audience. These things don't happen overnight. It took me a year to get Deepak Chopra. took me two years to get uh, Jack Canfield. But if it's important yeah. enough to me, I keep going. I'm relentless. So keep yeah. going. I've got designing your life. Mm-hmm. I've got um, the universe has your back. Who doesn't love Gabby Bernstein? Who I saw yeah. in live on in March. Um, How to stop feeling like shit by Andrea Owen. Love it. You might see, you might see a bit of a theme here, um, yes. which, which is maybe why I don't belong, don't belong in corporate. Um, <laughs> the breakthrough experience by Di Martini. Mm-hmm. Um, Daring greatly by our wonderful um, Brene Brown. Yes. Um, you know, and the list goes on. Um, so. So that's a big part of my daily, um, my daily regimen as well is being very, very aware of what I'm allowing in my space, both mentally and physically. Um, that also then relates to people who I choose to be spending my time with. Um, I want high vibing people, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be, if I want, because of who I want to be in this world and how I want to be helping others, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be successful in, not if, what, you know, in order to remain being successful at that, I need to be around other people who um, have that uplifting spirit and vibe. So I'm doing a workout right now, and I love the person who is doing the training. And so she starts my day off right um, because she is that positive woman in the world, in this world. She does it through um, helping people transform um, their bodies, but she doesn't even talk about bodies. She talks about how it's transforming your life, how it's trans- creating strength and power within yourself. And so those, it's, it's everywhere in my life. I align myself with the people and things and places that make me a better version of me. Beautiful. And I just want to circle back because I love how you very quickly, very swiftly corrected yourself. And this is very much important. And I know for somebody who does what you do and who you are, Louise, this would be uh, something that you're very mindful and cognizant of. You corrected yourself. You said, if I'm going to be successful, but Mm -hmm. then you backtracked and said, no, if if I'm going to continue to be successful recognizing Mm -hmm. that you already are. So this is what we talk about quite consistently too, the ways in which you choose to dialogue with yourself because you are within your headspace 24-7. And it doesn't matter who your so-called infrastructure of positive uh, support might be, whether you have a significant partner in your life who is very supportive of your career uh, or loves you unconditionally, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter who loves you externally. If you don't love yourself, and part of loving yourself is not only what are you ingesting in the way of food, not only, you know, working on the vessel of your body by going to the gym, because it is a mind-body-spirit connection. So part of that, and probably I would say arguably the biggest part of that, 
whether it be a contributor or a contaminator, your choice, again, it always comes down to choice, is how do you internally dialogue with yourself? Are you self-deprecating? Are you nurturing? Are you positive? Are you, you know, are you treating yourself and talking to yourself no differently than you would somebody else who, who is perhaps in crisis or, you know, is, is kind of hitting the wall and needs some positive inspiration or some reaffirmation to get back on track and get out of their little slumber and victimology? Um, so the fact that you very quickly there in you corrected yourself mm-hmm. because you're obviously mindful of, of what's required to be successful, you have to talk to yourself like you're a success. You have to embrace the fact that you already are. Uh, so I love that. And I don't know if you have your own like two cents that you want to contribute towards that for the listening audience. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I think it's a really, and I like that you pointed it out because I think it's a really good reminder that we are a work in progress too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you never stop, um, um, you never stop learning and growing. And just because someone reaches a certain level of success that one may look upon and think, oh wow, well, they've just, you know, they've done so well for themselves. They too may have moments of self-doubt or self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. Um, they just choose to do something different. It's, it's about what they choose to do with that. Do they choose to actually decorate the tree or do they choose something other? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something that I remember my mom saying to me you, since, I, since I was a child, and this is something I replay in my mind a lot, is mm-hmm. be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? We're kind. We afford others much more kindness than we afford ourselves. Very so, true. Yeah. So even if in those moments, because I have those moments too, I, I am very self-aware, which sometimes is annoying, actually, to, to, to be frank. <laughs> I just wish I could turn that off just, just a little bit. Um, right. But in those moments, you know, I, 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 I hear that voice and I choose and that's and I and I and I use that word very um, emphatically. I choose to stop that thinking and choose to replace it with something more um, more truthful. Yes. It's yes. not about choosing like flipping it to make it positive. If you don't believe that positive statement that you're replacing it with, it's not going to work. So don't so so don't bother. Absolutely. You know, I, I find that when 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 I'm working with people who are first starting this whole idea of recognizing that inner critic and that self dialogue and that voice that we all have our intuition, when people first start hearing that, that in and of itself can freak them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. That this voice is talking to me all the time, um, and it can be that alone. Just being able to recognize that it's speaking to you is that really the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then being able to to to, to stop the negative um, thought patterns instead of letting it continue and spir- going in a downward spiral, you know, really would be the next step. And then and then after that, it's really about creating a more truthful, positive statement. Because um, I think that you know the positive, the whole positive self talk or mindset can get a really bad rap mm-hmm. um, and be talked about and frowned upon quite negatively. Um, but it too, like the 24 year journey that, that I, that I, that I mentioned earlier in the show, um, it, it too is, it too is a journey. Mindset, having a strong growth, positive mindset is also a journey. Beautiful. Absolutely true. Well, you know, we have no problems. Again, people have no problems coping uh, or navigating their lives extremely well when it's externalized, when it's on the outside of them. So, you know, parallel 
negative behavior or things that wouldn't be appropriately uh, condoned coming out of, say, for example, a child's mouth. You know, so if a child is being like really insulting and, and bullying like or um, just counterintuitive and, and all the things that wouldn't support kindness or, uh, you know, inclusion, all those things that we impress upon our children, too, in terms of choosing to be a good uh, participant and a good human being on this planet, you know, you put kids on timeout. I put myself on timeout inside my head. You know, I get that instantaneous little shift where something's kind of going backwards. It's going in the wrong direction or it's not serving me or it's not aligned with my purpose or my goals or my intentions or anything that, uh, you know, I choose to bring into my life. And that's what I want to hone every single day. I put that negative voice on permanent timeout. It's like you sit in that corner and you shut up. <laughs> Because I'm not listening to that. I don't, you know, nothing about what that's feeding me serves me. You are on a timeout. um, I love it. So, you know, in terms of you being a Shiro, being your own leader, being your own best friend, how do you talk to yourself? What, you know, how do you love yourself? How do you exercise self-care? How do you, uh, walk your talk and show by daily example, uh, that you actually have this down pat in your DNA and that it's non-negotiable? I do it, um, I, you know, it was, it, it's interesting. It, it, and it really became apparent to me how I do that when I decided to start my own business. And think about how I wanted to have, how I wanted that to show up in the world. And it was through serving. Mm, so I, yeah. that's, that's, I led through service. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that is the best, um, example of how I bring that to the world. I genuinely, authentically, um, start and end each day serving, serving others. Um, it really is, it really is that simple. And, mm-hmm. and, and doing that and giving to others. What you get back is um, what I get back from others is remark, you know, is remarkable, uh, and that continues to fuel my desire to serve and to give. Love it. Now, in terms of your earliest recollection, Louise, who would you say was your first example, either you know, directly, indirectly, tangibly, intangibly, having exhibited what you would now be able to articulate as an adult, somebody who embodied leadership, somebody who was in fact a mentor, uh, somebody who really had it all together uh, in terms of them, their message, the way they choose to navigate their life, that resonating with you. Looking back on it, earliest recollection who would you identify as being your first example of, of a leader no question that was my mama that was okay my mama. yeah um my mom um was and still is um the person i look up to most in this world i feel very fortunate to have for having had her my dad's awesome too okay. <laughs> my dad is still running hi dad if you're listening um, <laughs> i'm sorry but it is it's absolutely it's absolutely my mom she um uh, you know, when I, when I, when I left sort of the, the safety and security of, of, of the, the family home and moved out into the big bad world, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for some of the, um, responses I was going to get from people in terms of being a woman in this world. I, I didn't even, uh, I didn't, I didn't think that I was going to be, I faced some obstacles that I really wasn't anticipating. And that was because of how my mom showed up in the world and how my dad also did. He was, I felt like he was more of a supporting, um, cast member, a very supporting mm-hmm. cast member, but it's my mom that I saw taking brave, bold action in pursuit of her dreams and her goals. 
Fantastic. Um, and so what, what was your mom's dreams and goals that she was able to role model and, and uh, illustrate uh, and demonstrate for you? Well, my parents had um, their first child when they were quite young. Um, they were 18 and, you know, my mom had um, plans of going to um, become a teacher mm-hmm. um, and decided that, you know, that she didn't want that for her life considering it had started to take a different path. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she stayed um, home with, there ended up being four of us, um, as four kids. And she um, she was a a loving, a very loving and and just an, and strong woman, putting kindness out into the world all the time. So that was just sort of kindness in terms of, um, you know, all the volunteering that 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 she would do. Mm-hmm. In addition to having four children and a, and a you know, and I had a dad who was um, working shift work. So it really there was my mom had a lot a, a lot on her plate and did it with elegance. I think that's Beautiful. really really with elegance. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. She lost her shit every now and then, but who doesn't? <laughs> she, she was strong and grounded and, yeah. um, always just, I felt like always had the, the, the right answer. She was humble. She admitted when she made mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, and I loved that. If she came down too hard on, on me at times, mm-hmm. um, she'd reflect on that and she'd come back and say, you know what, Louise, I've thought about it. I think I was too hard. I really respect that. I think that's extremely, extremely valuable. You know, she then pursued her uh, university degree when she was working full time. She since has her master's degree. And, you know, she just um, sets sets high. She has high standards for herself, high standards for others um, and is loving all along the way. And I and that's where I think that, you know, being very strong, but being compassionate and loving. I, I I'm at, you know, I was I was fortunate in having that as a role model. And I just embodied that. I wanted to be like my mom. Lovely. Um, in those ways. And so I just sort of carved out my own unique path. I didn't certainly didn't take the path she did, but those qualities that I really admired in my mom, I, I, I believe that I, I embody now um, and bring that to the world in a, in a different way. Fantastic. Well, you're definitely your mother's daughter and maybe we invite her onto radio and hear her story <laughs> and she can flip and talk about the mother perspective of what it was to have Louise as a daughter. But, um, no, that's phenomenal. And, you know, and, and that's really important to recognize because of course, a lot of people who gravitate towards personal development, people who, uh, eventually endeavor to become personal coaches, life coaches, success coaches, whatever coaches, uh, you know, it, it, some people, it's they were very fortunate in being brought up, such as yourself, Louise, where you had that immediate uh, nucleus that was in, that was you know your first point of contact. A lot of people, unfortunately, don't have that same backstory. They don't have that same, uh, although they would wish that they could say it was right. their mother or their dad who was instrumental in, in molding them and shaping them and, and being uh, very healthy, solid role models. So for people who are gravitating towards this show because, you know, they might not have gotten a good start in life or didn't have what you had, what would you say to people if that wasn't, in fact, their uh, upbringing or that wasn't who they could say, unfortunately, was their first point of contact for strong female, particularly maternal role modeling? What would you say to people who feel like they kind of got off on the wrong foot in life? The first thing I would say is that you are worth it. Yes. Absolutely. That's the first thing I would say. And that you deserve that, whether it's you deserved it then, you didn't have it then, but you deserve it now. Mm -hmm. 
um, and to, to, to reach out. Like I think amazing things happen when women lift women up. Absolutely. And so I would not stop searching. I would reach out to, you know, if you, if I, I would suggest that you imagine who you want, how do you want to be showing up in the world and go and find those people. Mm-hmm. And, well, mm-hmm. and they would be, a, and, and seek out mentorship. You know, just don't stop searching. And, and I think that really, um, it really comes down to the connection with other women. Absolutely. Well, and I'm sure my question is not out of the norm, considering a lot of the people who would then seek you out and want to partner with you in terms of you being their coach uh, or doing work with them, uh, you know, very intimate, raw, authentic work in order to uh, catapult that shift that they need in order to be a little bit more on the right path within the, their own journey uh, and being perhaps a little bit more self-sufficient with that once they acquire some tools that they would seek you out for. So, you know, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different examples of leaderships, mentors that have shown up in our lives. So for people who have sought you out in terms of, you know, being clients, could you maybe share with us in the listening audience here, Louise, maybe a testimonial of the contrast before where somebody was at, where they really felt they needed your services to once having worked with you, what then uh, manifested and showed up in their life as a result of, you know, holding themselves accountable and taking massive action. Yeah. So the, the, the person that, um, that, that comes to mind, um, and this is, is characteristic of a lot of the clients I do work with actually, mm-hmm. we, we, they are people who either, um, Who've been through sort of some of some of the counseling to kind of get to to put some of the the past. Um, I don't mean to bed, but they've mm-hmm. dealt with some of that through through working with a you know psych- psychologist. And they come to me and like, okay, so this is where I am. I'm, I'm a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Help! And this is and I and I don't know how to. And I know I'm, I'm meant for greatness. I know that I want to do great things in this world. So those are that's my, and that's why I say I work with high achieving women. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where they are actually right now. That's, that's absolutely irrelevant. It's all about the fact that they know that they want something more. Yes. It's, it's you know, that they believe that they, um, it's really women wanting more. So it might be more out of their career, more out of their relationships, more out of life, or more out of what they just don't even know. Mm-hmm. And so the one person that comes to mind um, came to me and she had, um, She'd gone to school and she'd followed the right path. She had a really great job, um, benefits, pension, you know, all those things that her parents had wanted for her. <laughs> and she'd done all of those things. She found herself a husband who's wonderfully supportive, has a daughter, and yet was had this nagging feeling in her gut that's like, I this is not who I'm meant to be. This is not how I'm meant to show up in this world. And so it was then working with me. We did some, um, some work on getting clear. People think that when they come to a coach, it's like, okay, so tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Tell me, okay, let's set some goals and then, and take action. And then, and then I will be where I want to be. Um, whereas it, that's really the last step, mm-hmm. um, of the, with the clients that I work with. It really is about first getting clear. I work with clients on getting clear about what their definition of success is. Mm-hmm. Because once you get clear on your definition of success, what balance actually in your life means to you, you're very clear on the things that bring you joy and the daily things that deplete your energy. It's getting clear on a whole bunch of things. 
that kind of creates your blueprint. Sorry, were you going to say something there, Lisa? No, no, that's wonderful. I appreciate you elaborating. Uh, again, I'm always concerned first and foremost about the listening audience. And so storytelling, testimonials, uh, you know, contrasting before and after, particularly when I'm speaking with coaches, etc. I mean, I love all that stuff. And the feedback that I get from the little listeners is that that's what they find the most beneficial right. in, in tuning into this program. So, you know, I'm sure, too, you work with a lot of women, high achievers, people who are, you know, women specifically, because that's your niche market, uh, who are, you know, accelerating and, you know, momentously growing at exponential rates every single day. Uh, but there's still something within them that still feels as though they're not successful, mm-hmm. uh, you know, regardless of however it is that people would glean what their journey is or, or you know, how they're wired, um, the accolades and the ongoing, you know, all the things that they're doing. So what do you do with that particular mindset? Somebody who's already taking massive action, somebody who couldn't really be accomplishing any more than they already are as a, as a human being, um, but still feels that there's some lackluster going on or, or maybe they still feel that they're not upping their game, but they don't know how to take it to that next level. How do you work with people who are really at that echelon of leadership? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and I think it really is individual. But it all starts still with with reflection and um, and and that voice that we already talked about a minute ago. Yeah. So um, that to me is a lot of mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. That um, and then sometimes it can come back to really go back to um, what our childhood was like. Um, you know, I worked with a wonderful, wonderful person who um, sadly is not here anymore. She passed away a year ago, and I think about her all the time. I, she, she, you know, she was very open in talking about how when she was younger, working for her father's business, that she was never enough. Every day, even though it was her father, she felt like um, she was going to get fired. Mm. And he said to her, I can fire you any day. And he was meaning it, bless him. He was meaning it from a, you know, he was a bit old school and he was trying to um, instill something positive in her without recognizing the, you know, the negative um, influence that that had on her mindset. Mm-hmm. So she's grown, you know, she, she was, now talk about a mover and shaker. She's done amazing, she did amazing things in her short, uh, in her short 34 years on this earth. Uh, amazing things for the, the Ottawa community and the LGBTQ community. She, she did phenomenal, phenomenal things. Um, but that was ever present in her life, and it showed up in how she um, overcommitted um, herself into everything that she did. Like it was never enough. Anything that she did was never enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I would go with with those kinds of individuals as well as exploring that a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. Mm-hmm. I would delve right into that. You know, in a, in a very quick conversation, you can start hearing where people's um, where people's Achilles heels. Achilles heel is. Yes. Um, absolutely. And, and, we, and we explore and peel back the layers. Absolutely. Well, the most effective listening is, is hearing what people don't say, right? <laughs> yes. That, that's the difference between like, you know, a lot of people claim to be a coach, but they're, I mean, the true coaches such as yourself, you're more in tune to pick up on the things that are not being said, but yet speak volumes about what perhaps the blocks or the issues are, right? Absolutely. Well said. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you love quotes, you love, um, you know, things of that nature, things that offer inspiration. So what are some of your favorite quotes, if you can think of any off the top of your head, the ones that most resonate with you? I told you earlier, I'm useless at remembering them. Um, but I, have some, I have some resources right in front of me. Um, okay. So one of them is Brene Brown. Um, yeah. 
and I may have even used this already earlier, what we know matters more. Sorry, what we know matters, but who we are matters more. Mm-hmm. Um, life's not about, oh, what is it? It's, not about, it's about dancing in the rain. Um, life. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, this is one from Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. When I lean toward love, I am led. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I like that one. Um, another one from her is when I'm connected to my joyful presence, I attract support from the universe. Mm-hmm. True. And then let me have a look. I, I, I don't know about you, but when I buy a book, I love owning books. Oh, I yes, think. I do. I do. I love I, libraries too, but I'm, that's the one thing that I indulge myself in. It's like, no, I have to have my own books. Yes. Well, I, I just, I destroy them because, um, to me, sorry, to me, actually, it doesn't look destroyed. It looks loved. I yes. fold pages I and I highlight things. So this one is from, um, someone who's going to be on your show, Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. Love um, it. Yeah. Thank you for putting that energy out there. Absolutely. 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 Uh, whatever it is you decide to do, do it with joy, gumption and dedication. So it will be your moneymaker and your merrymaker. Yes. Yeah. She knows what's going on. She so does. She does. She absolutely <laughs> does. Now, I'm, being cognizant of time, too, because I want to give people an opportunity to know how it is that they can seek you out, how they can follow you on social media. If there's a website, where can people seek you out for services, uh, maybe an initial consultation? How can people find you, Louise? Uh, well, I am on all social media. Um, it's easiest probably to reach me through my website. Um, and I take the way I engage with people first off is just to have a, you know, a free, a free, a conversation, right? Um, and so my website is www.louisehreed.com. And read is R-E-I-D. That's right. Thanks. Yep. Right. Okay, fantastic. Absolutely. And so as somebody who is a visionary, as somebody who holds themselves accountable, as somebody who has lofty goals, what's on the horizon for you next, Louise? What are you kind of chomping at the bit to get uh, completely immersed in? Oh, well, that's an exciting, uh, that's, that's an exciting question and thing to, to think about. Um, I am wanting to be on stage at my, um, so someone who I really admire, Carolyn Saldo, is an amazing business coach. Um, I'm going to be on stage with her. Oh, uh, that's 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 me putting it out to the universe. That's love that's, it, that's what's ne- right? So th- that's my that's my next goal. That I you know I, I would consider that you know when I'm on stage with her, I will have certainly achieved a lot of um, momentum and success in the industry. To be able to be at that level where I'm on stage with her. So that's, that's what's next. Um, and I just, I, I in a huge way want to expand how I offer services to others globally. Um, right now I've got, you know, it's a, it is a, it is an online program that I offer, but I have desires to expand that further so that I can serve more, um, serve more people, serve more broadly. Um, and certainly in the future, like bigger than that would be even, you know, translating certain services that I will have because I'll have like e-courses for people who want to take information in a slightly different way. And I'd love that translated so that I can reach even, even further. Beautiful. And so why is it that Carol, that business coach resonates with you? What is it about her that sticks out for you? She's vulnerable. Love it. She's vulnerable, strong, honest, 
Um, she is feminine, strong, successful from a business, strictly from a business point of view. She's successful from a family point of view. She takes her kids along with her to various business trips. Um, not all of them, obviously, because they have to be in school, but she just, she embodies, uh, a lot of those qualities that, you know, that brave, bold, um, kind, compassionate, all of, like all of those characteristics. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. And you mentioned at the, towards the top of the hour that you've also been sought out for, did you say radio? Yes. Yes. I guess so. You should have talked about that. And so the person who sought me out for radio, he says, <laughs> now I can't, I can't, uh, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, um, on, on, on the show. He's like, we're going to make you the next Oprah. Wow. So, yeah. So that's what he has visions of. So that's on the, you know, that's on, that's on the horizon as well. So we will see how, you know, how that, uh, all transpires. I have a lot of different kind of irons in the fire. And, um, so I, right now, uh, you know, I'm trusting, I'm trusting the process. And that's an affirmation that I would say a lot is I trust the process. Fantastic. So is that, uh, radio without, you know, divulging too much at this point? Is it local? Or is it global? That is local. It's in Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we got to get you playing a bigger game because you're not somebody who chooses to play small. No offense <laughs> to this person who sought you out, but you can't be Oprah if you're playing small. Okay? Um, so you might want to take that back as a little bit of feedback, you know? Yeah, touche. Touche. Yes. Right? <laughs> like, let's be real it. here. Let's be real here. Um but anyway, so knowing again that we're cognizant of time and having to wrap up shortly, you know, if there was one thing, uh, one profound uh, message that you would wish to leave and impart with the listening audience, what would that be? Wow. I think it's live as a human being, not as a human doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I know you said one thing. No, keep going. I <laughs> mean, it, it's some, about, people, some people I, struggle even to find one thing, so I try not to overwhelm them. Yeah. But if you've got more, you know, we'd, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, that, that can be a bit abstract for people. And mm-hmm. so um, the other one, which I think is huge, huge to um, recognize and embrace, is to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where greatness lies. Absolutely. And I say that all the time and I know it's become a bit of a, you know, a cliche type statement, but a lot of the cliches, they become cliches for a specific reason. It's because they're true, right? Um, right. right. And, uh, and they do resonate with people. There, there is some hidden underlying nuggets there that people have to extrapolate and dig deeper, uh, in order to expose what the meanings are in some of these cliches and apply it. It's not enough to just understand it. You have to apply it if you're expecting things to shift for you. Um, so, you know, what outside of the scope of what you do on a business point of view, we've got about four minutes here because I have to do my outro as well. But, you know, how do you take care of yourself outside of, you know, being tapped into nature, seeing it outside of your front window, uh, hearing the pitter-patter of your children when it's your turn to have them, et cetera, et cetera. What else kind of, you know, puts you in that place of, okay, I'm definitely loving my life right now? It's absolutely my my new partner. Um, we uh, found each other later in life. We're, we've had a practice marriage, 
Mm-hmm. And um, he, without him, I would not be where I am. That's that's for sure. Um, he's, you know, that that um, he he grounds me and he lifts me, depending on what it is that I need. Um, and so I love soccer. I like. Um, I'm big on experiences. I have this vision of owning a tiny house. And if you saw my house right now, you'd be, you'd wonder, uh, what? But I am a person, I am a person of extremes. Um, you know, I want to have a tiny house because I want to experience life. And so I get a lot out of, you know, kayaking and, um, my, my, my boys and being, and being active and playing sports with them. I was out on the street this morning playing basketball with one of them. Um, it's really experiencing everything that life has has to offer and saying yes, even when I'm scared. Those are the things that I, you know, that I that I do when I say yes daily. There are things that you can say yes to daily. Yes, um, I just said not, it. <laughs> not big things. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that, Lisa. No, I was just playing on words. I said yes, and I just said it. <laughs> I said yes. But anyway, so and I'm just going to quickly, we don't have time to delve into this too much, but I just, an observation on my point, because I'm always really listening specifically to what people say. Um, but when you said, and as lovely as it is that you give your partner props for what he has brought to your life, and I certainly believe that people can compliment us and they can accentuate things and bring out the best in us. But when you said, because I found it to be uh, somewhat disempowering, um, I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for him. I don't believe that. If you weren't, if you weren't doing what you're doing, he wouldn't have shown up. And because he's such a positive force in your life, that's because you're committed to doing the work. So again, you put it out to the universe. He showed up because you were receptive and you were open to it. So you've already done the work. He compliments you, but you would be where you are, regardless of whether he showed up. That's just my two cents. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And it's just another example of how we're all a work in progress. Yes. So yes. thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Louise, I just want to say thank you once again for the gift of your time. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I know there will be other conversations going on behind the scenes. Uh, who knows what this could lead to in terms of potential partnership uh, collaboration opportunities for us. I do want to talk to you more further about the global radio versus the local radio. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, I also want to – yes. So I just want to say to the listening audience, thank you so very much. Again, being one of 500,000, half a million Living Fearlessly podcast subscribers, I want to thank my sponsors for believing in myself, my guests, the content of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, uh, and how this is resonating with the individual people who are very kind in terms of loyal listeners reaching out to me and imparting their testimonials or feedback. Um, so, you know, again, I want to thank Halt and Honda, uh, Halt the Honda and forever. I want to thank my friends and family over at C-Suite Radio Network, where, of course, later on in the day, uh, you will find the podcast link following the live show, uh, the very latest next Monday or Tuesday. And I just want to say once again, thank you to my friends and family with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I've absolutely loved the experience with both networks. It's been phenomenal. Uh, I'm here, of course, to uplift you to fear less, to live more. If there's anything I can do to be a further service to you, if you wish to be a prospective guest, if you wish to offer some feedback uh, either to my guests specifically or to myself feel free to reach out to me at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com would love to connect with you uh, in the meantime I look forward to being back with you again with another phenomenal guest my guest next week is Coop Blackson uh, next Friday here on the Contact Talk Radio Network 8 a.m. Pacific 10 Central 11 Eastern in the meantime I wish you all my very best love and gratitude have a phenomenal weekend take care bye-bye everybody
You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.